the Natures That Matter podcast. This is a student project um, produced by MCAST. Today we'll be talking to Robin Vella and Brendan Thurl, and we're going to be talking about theatre collectives. Robin is part of Just Another Collective, and Brendan is part of Hassel Mayet Collective. Hello, guys. Good afternoon. How are we? Hello. Hello. How are we today? I'm good. All right. Uh, uh, I'm not bad. Good. Um, <laughs> Um, before we get into like the nitty gritty, um, I'll just start off with like an easy question. Um, so let's just start off with how did you guys start in the performing arts? I'm not sure who wants to go first, if it's Bren or Robin, I don't mind. I can go first. Go for it. Yes, I guess. Um, I, I started relatively late-ish because I started at the age of like 19. Um, okay. And I started uh, with TMYT. And then from there, I formed part of Do Theatre. I still form part of Do Theatre. Um, it's another Mortis Theatre company. I joined Studio 18 as well, where I was a member for a few years and then became part of the core team. So I'm program coordinator of Studio 18. Okay. Um, I met Nikki through Studio 18, who is okay. part of Just Another Collective, and I met Steffi through TMYT, who is also okay. the other third of Just Another Collective. Um, and Steffi and Nikki met through Studio as well, so it's kind of an amalgamation of uh, uh, different backgrounds and mm -hmm. current backgrounds as well, I guess. Amazing. And yeah. Bren, what about you? Um, mine's quite a longer one, so I'm going to try and condense it into a, a, sh a shorter version. Um, yeah, it started from I uh, started from a very young age. Uh, as with any other parent, they want to get their kids out of the house, rightly so, uh, and do other extracurricular activities. Um, at the time, I was not interested in anything, so they tried football. I was not interested in. They tried any form of sport. I was not. <clears throat> I was not interested in. Um, they tried scouts. I was not interested in that. Basically, nothing. I was not interested in anything. However, the one thing that I was actually interested in was was <laughs> was acting, um, and obviously, my mum was the was the one that was like, oh, okay, I, I see something in this in this little child of mine. <laughs> And, and basically, at the time, they were um, advertising for <laughs> they were advertising for stagecoach at the time, and my mum unfortunately got quite sick with with cancer at the time. But her last wish was to to send me to to a drama school. Um, my my dad was a bit reserved at at the at the time at first, but then ultimately he he signed me up to stagecoach. Um, did that for a good number of years, yeah. as Lisa would know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, did stagecoach for quite a number of years. Um, the stagecoach for quite a number of years, then moved on to, so they have stage one, stage two, stage three, further stages, moved on to their youth theatre. Then I moved on to Studio 18, um, and I kind of met the, the other two members of Hassel Mayet through Stagecoach and then even more through Studio 18. And I also met uh, Annalise through Studio 18 as well. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, that is quite a journey. Um, okay, so you, you it both. Is. <laughs> it, it is. 
you both run theatre collectives. So what is your definition of a collective and what does it entail? Shall I go first again? Kif, kif, I don't mind. Um, can you sorry? Can you repeat the question again? So, mm -hmm. what is a theatre collective? Uh, and what does uh, it entail? Um, I guess for me personally, it's just it's giving a name, not just it's giving a name to um, a group of people. In the case of just another collective, who um, have the same not necessarily thought process, but frame of mind or um, work in a certain way, come together and mold that into something and create from that, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so it's an amalgamation of different people, ideas, which are molded into one thing and then create out of that. Okay. Um, cool. So. I'll talk about the names of the theatre collectives. So how how did the name Hassel Mayed be created? Well, it so our first show was originally called Hassel Mayed and OTD Next. And um, and at the time we had like a placeholder name for a theatre collective. It was absolutely horrible. We didn't like it. And I remember we just we just just argued for like a good hour or two, just coming up with a <laughs> with a blasted name. And then Ben came up with the with the really the most original idea possible. He was like, Isma, why not just take out Hassel Mayet and just change the, the show to an OTT next and Athletic Collective becomes Hassel Mayet. And we were just like, yeah, okay. We we spent so long arguing, we just didn't want to <laughs> we didn't want to argue anymore. But as in according to what Ben said, because I've never heard this word before until we, we brought it in, it was like a, a multi slang. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, it's like a multi-slang that some people use and it kind of stuck with a lot of people. So mm -hmm. it, it's, it's worked, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. so. And what about just another collective? Um, <laughs> it was quite a journey actually to actually come up with the name. Mm -hmm. um, because there was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of disagreements between the three of us, between me, Nikki and Steffi. Um, and ultimately, actually, Mike Naudi came up with the name. Okay. Nikki's partner. So basically, we were trying to look at finding a cheeky way to come up with a name because at, at that time there were quite a few collectives mm -hmm. coming to life. Yep. Um, and Mike sort of said, okay, so you're just another collective, like maybe that. And I think we had fought so much. We were like, okay, well, that's what we're gonna call it. We're sticking to that, and it kind of stuck. And also, like people call us Jack for short, so I'm into it. I'm like, okay, true. Gonna... I so didn't, I didn't think of that. That's actually really smart, Jack. <laughs> um, so, okay, when it comes to theater collectives, I feel like people don't understand the amount of work that goes into it, in the sense of. Um, collectives depending the collective you don't have the luxuries of massive companies but you still manage to stick to what's important like the creative work 
Um, so can you maybe like briefly break down the process of some of what it takes to create something like, for example, Pandora and Salad Days? Um, I don't mind who goes first, like, <laughs> just go for it. Um, <laughs> shall I go for it, Rob? It's up to you. I don't mind going first if you want. I feel like you're still processing. <laughs> no, 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 no. As in, I, I can say for, for the process of Pandora, it was quite a big shock to us because, as in, not a big shock because we had done an OTT 9, so I think that was the biggest shock. But, um, Coming up with the, with the process, there there's a lot to, to take into consideration. You need to take into consideration whether the story is relevant to the current theatre community at the time. And obviously, Pandora was done in 2019. Um, why are you doing this production? Who are you aiming it for? Um, you need to take care of all the legalities. So, are you using copyrighted music? Are you aren't you? You need to uh, understand like the um, I can't remember the word. It's like the VAT, you have to take care of that. There's there's a lot of stuff and um, you need to take care of like, is the casting right for the production? Are they understanding what we're, we're going for with this? Do they understand Hassan Mayet's type of um, um, line of work? Do they understand what we're going for? Do we understand how the cast works? Mm -hmm. um, we need to get the crew together. We need to take care of other legalities like data protection or something. It's a whole hullabaloo of stuff that yeah. you need to take into consideration before even publicizing it, in, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. So cool. It's it's a lot of like I'm processing what you've just said. It's it's um like people see the end product. That's what kind of sometimes bugs me. People see the end product. And they're like, Allah, how nice, like, mm -hmm. yeah. and people think it's easier to get done than it actually is, because it's not at all. Not at all. Not at no. all. <laughs> what about Salad Days? You guys were just about to yes. pre premiere it <laughs> before <laughs> lockdown <laughs> happened. Uh -huh. And you're saying like people see the end product, but they don't see what happened before when like with Salad Days. No one saw the end product, um, which is really frustrating because yeah. we were so close to the finish line. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, we had to postpone because of uh, um, COVID-19 mm -hmm. um, and things have been just all over the place. So we haven't found a proper date just yet um, yeah. with us as in the work that comes behind the scenes apart from everything that um brendan mentioned even the fact that two out of three of us were in malta nikki was abroad when we were doing saturdays you know but she mm -hmm. was still very much involved because in reality this was her main idea this is something she always wanted to work on um, yeah. um so uh, she was still very much involved so there was also that aspect to it like having to create a performance from a different country um but ah, i mean there's a lot that goes into it not just casting like brendan said and like learning your lines and actually putting this the piece from a rehearsal room onto a stage 
Um, uh, I mean, we had some issues with costing as well, like our costing changed multiple times. Um, oh, no. uh -huh. um, yeah, so we yeah, just yeah. stuff like that, you know, when you have one image in your head and then things need to change because mm -hmm. of different reasons. Um, uh, like we were sometimes even something as simple as rehearsal spaces, you know, we didn't always have a rehearsal room. Mm -hmm. So we ended up rehearsing in our living rooms. Well, in Stephanie's okay. living room, actually. So shout out to Susan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, uh, there's like, I get a bit overwhelmed thinking about it because there's so much that goes into it. Yes. Choosing the right music, choosing the right soundscape, choosing the right costumes, choosing the right mm -hmm. makeup, choosing the right cast. Um, deciding between the collectives, between the collective itself, who's going to take which role, you know, and yep. trusting the other person wholeheartedly mm -hmm. uh, and trust and being able to trust yourself because like I, I wasn't directing, I was working on dramaturgy. Mm -hmm. I could have very easily said, I want to direct. Yeah. And they could have trusted me to direct, but if I don't trust myself, it's not going to work out. Exactly. So I think mm -hmm. working with people that you not only get on well with but that you trust and respect is a huge important aspect of mm -hmm. any performance mm -hmm. in general it's not just about how good you are it's about how well you work in a team that's and other and for me that's the biggest thing you know mm -hmm. and luckily we're the three of us and the cast that we have we still have because at some point salad days will be put on stage yes um, <laughs> Like, we work really well together, you know, mm -hmm. um, and we all trust each other and we respect each other. And I think ultimately that's the most important part of putting yep. up a performance. Skills aside, that's the most important part. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, okay. Kind of going into the nitty gritty. Not really kind of ish. Um, so when it comes to contracts, um, how did you? Oh, okay. Brenda's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, contracts. Oh, God. Um, yes, uh -huh. it's, it's a thing, but I feel like theater uh -huh. collectives, even whether you're just starting out or not, they're taken more seriously than other institutions. So how did you guys go about mm. them uh, for Pandora and Hasselmate in general? Um, well, the first thing we did was we changed the word. From contracts, we changed it to agreements because okay. contracts is quite a tough legal word mm -hmm. and not many people like it. Okay. Um, and like when, when we were like, so for example, in the audition packs, we were like, you will be subjected to an agreement. Mm -hmm. People were like, wait, is this going to involve a lawyer? Is it going to involve this? And we we're like, no, 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 no. It's just there to make you understand that this is, we're taking this seriously. So please take this seriously with us. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so that was the first thing that we did, which was not call them contracts. Because okay. first of all, for you to call it a contract, you have to have it legally binding mm -hmm. bill force. Yeah. Because otherwise, what's the point of calling it a contract? So we we kind of then changed the word to agreement. We changed certain things. Mm -hmm. um, so we didn't make them all legal jargon um, because it really turns off a lot of people. Um, especially if they're doing the work for free, unfortunately. Um, not saying that we took we took the money and ran. We we did this for free as well, and that's what we wanted to to say with the agreement. Yeah. Um, but basically, you have to really be direct in an agreement slash contract. Yeah. You have to say like, this is your role. This is what you need to do. 
these are the hours that we're going to do. Um, do you agree with it or not? This is going to be unpaid. That's something that you need to be really open about. Yeah. And be honest. Mm -hmm. Don't just say you're not going to be paid. Be yeah. honest. Say that you can't be paid because of this, this, and this. Um, if you need any more further clarification, please let us know. And that's what we what we what we emphasize a lot with, which was please speak up. If something does not make sense in the agreement, please tell us. Because we didn't have a lawyer. We we I mean, I brought in a, a, a relative to kind of look through it, but we didn't have a proper legal standing behind it. So you need to be yeah. really, really careful with these things. That's why I went like, oh, contracts, yeah. agreements and everything, because it is it is a bit of a living nightmare. Yeah. Um, so, and you learn a lot. You learn a lot from from creating agreements, definitely. Absolutely. So no, yeah. No, absolutely. Um. Well, how about you, Rob? How had like, or had you not even managed to get to the point of giving the, the agreements out, like, to the cast? No, we had agreements, but like Brendan took off my speech. Um. Because I was <laughs> going to say like. Sorry. We didn't call them contracts because contracts are legally binding, and we're not a legal company. Um, so this in the same way we call them agreements um but no we had um in reality did they serve their purpose not really because everything is up in the air um yeah. but we had agreements um, mm -hmm. we had agreements for i think it's very important um to start getting agreements and contracts into our like embedding them more into our culture into the, into the art scene so that people get used mm -hmm. to them um even for our cast for young performers for them to start getting used to oh okay they gave us an agreement okay so this is what we should expect mm -hmm. and um, um for them to be able to say okay the next time i'm in a performance i'm going to ask for an agreement or a contract yeah because it's your right mm -hmm. in reality you know whether you're mm -hmm. getting paid or not you should have things on paper. I mean, ideally, you always get paid. Um, but it's so important to speak up and say, listen, can we have this in writing, please? Yeah, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. I think there's some sort of stigma. I, uh, for some reason. That's it. Um, and I, I just I just wanted to add on to this as well. Sorry, Rob. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, Rob. I, I just wanted to add as well, it protects you. Yeah, it protects you as the artist and it protects you as a creative. Because if you if you don't have anything in writing, you can get into serious trouble, and you can get into serious trouble for that. So there, it's there to protect you mm -hmm. as the artist or the actor or the the crew member. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, so we have a few minutes left. So I'm asking these questions to every person that basically I, I speak to. So if you had to be able to talk to your 15-year-old self or to the person who is about to start their journey into the performing arts, what would you tell them? Oh, my God. Um, I mean... Again, I started late. I started <laughs> if I had to speak to my 15-year-old self, I would tell my 15-year-old self, get your butt into theatre, into something, because that's <laughs> what you want to do. Like, don't wait for your mom to drag you to an audition. Um, Cute! Yeah. <laughs> Actually, forced me. She said, get out of your room and do something, and this is what you want to do, so go and do it. 
um, and like as cheesy as it sounds to believe more myself, you know, and to mm-hmm. be more confident. Yeah. Um, and to trust my gut more and my instincts, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. I feel like I listened too much to other people and ignored what my gut was saying and it kind of bit me in the butt too many times. So I think yeah. if I trust myself more, um, yeah, I would have benefited mm-hmm. from that. And what about you, Bren? Uh, my 15 year old self, going back. Um, no, I would, would have said, don't doubt yourself for joining the theater community. It's a wonderful community. You make the right decision. Um, and like what Robin said, you've gone into the deep end and you've done things that not many people would have had the opportunity to do. So consider yourself lucky. Um, but trust yourself, trust your gut instincts, uh, and don't doubt yourself. You know, if you want to try something, try it. If you're unsure about something, speak up. And that's something that I, to this very day, still keep myself close. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to throw the burden on anyone else. Yeah. Um, but no, trust yourself and enjoy it. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's it. and yeah. very, very last question. At anyone who wants to start a theatre collective, what would be like the most important piece of advice you could give them? Uh, let's start with Bryn. <laughs> well, I thought about this. So my pessimistic side would say don't do it because <laughs> there's too much stuff to take into consideration. But my optimistic side which is quite a, quite a rare commodity, but my optimistic side would say, before you do it, even if it's a collective or a production, think yeah. and ask yourself questions. Why are you doing it? What is the reason behind it? Who are you doing it to? And is there a reason you want to do it? Um, because I think uh, sometimes a lot of people just do it for the sake of doing it and they don't really think mm-hmm. before doing it. Yeah. Um, so really, really sit down and think about it. Speak to the other members of the collective, be very open about it and do your research. Research is not a nice word and it's not fun, but you really need to do your research, especially since here, especially the community is so small. Yeah. You really need to do your research before you do anything, a production or even an active. Absolutely. Rob, what about you? I'm going to go against that slightly in the sense that I'm going to say, just, just do it. Just go for it. Um, mm-hmm. be, op- be open to research and learning, but they're like, you're not going to learn just by researching. You need to mm-hmm. actually get in there and do it. Yeah. And that is where you're going to make mistakes, mm-hmm. but that is where it's okay because that's where you're going to learn from it it's just by doing. Um, so just, just go for it. Obviously yeah. I, Mm-hmm. Make sure you're working with a team yeah. of people, like I said, that you trust and work well with. Mm-hmm. Um, trust your gut. Be ready to make mistakes, but yeah. be ready to learn from them. Yeah, absolutely. And listen. Listen. Like, it's so important yes. to listen to the people you're working yeah. with, mm-hmm. to the people around you, to the people you're not working with but yeah. you're watching. J- just listen. Like, don't yeah. close yourself off. 
literally uh-huh. like going in and out of the room kind of with an uh-huh. open mind yes absolutely yes. um so that's basically the interview for today thank you thank you guys for accepting to do this yep. um thank you for also doing it on zoom i'd have rather done it in person but covid and measures um thank you to the <laughs> listeners for listening into the podcast i hope you found this useful and stay tuned for the next episodes thank you lisa thank you thank you, thank you.